The following is a sermon from the Vicar at Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. This morning we're going to meditate on our gospel lesson found in Matthew 5. And if you'd like to follow along while I read that for you, you can find it in page 9 in your bulletins. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way or your adversary may hand you over to the judge and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality makes her a victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. This is the gospel of the Lord. In our text this morning, Jesus talks to us about anger, and I want to tell you why. Jesus comes to us, and he comes to his disciples through his word, and he wants us to know that the Pharisees, and even our world today, They've got it all wrong. The Pharisees believed that they could keep the fifth commandment as long as they weren't standing over a dead body with a murder weapon in their hand. But Jesus points out that even with their own emotions, their own words and thoughts, they were not only in complete violation of the fifth commandment, but also that their anger had them tiptoeing over the fires of hell. And Jesus goes into some 
very specific details about what the depths of this anger looks like. And he also lifts us up. He lifts us up with a powerful message of reconciliation. So so what I want to do this morning is, is walk you through what Jesus preached to his disciples on the mountain. I want to show you what the world has to say about anger. I want to share with you what Jesus has to say about anger. And finally, at the end, I want to show you what it looks like to let go of that anger and restore peace. So what I need is, is I need all of you to really tune in to what Jesus has to say here because he pours his heart out to us. Listen to what Jesus says. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. According to many psychologists around the world, anger is is actually one of the most powerful emotions a human being can experience. And for the most part, many of these psychologists agree that not only can anger make it difficult to think straight, but it can also lead to, to harming oneself or another. But here's the thing. The Pharisees didn't care about that at all. They took this commandment that was handed down from the law of Moses and and just completely diluted it. According to the Pharisees, anger was acceptable. In fact, they still considered themselves perfect in the eyes of God while they stood there, furious at Jesus when he spoke, and and they discussed with each other what they were going to do to him. Anger for the Pharisees was acceptable. And the truth is, It's acceptable for the world that we live in today. And the devil wants to use that. He wants to use that anger in our relationships. You know, we've seen it in social media, on Facebook and Instagram. We've seen it in emails and maybe even amongst ourselves. Anger is this powerful emotion. And and that's exactly why our Savior comes to us through his word and he speaks to us about it. He shows us that although anger may try to hide itself, it's right alongside murder. And even though it's not taking a knife and forcing it into someone's gut, or actually actually it would be in their back because, because we couldn't even talk to them before hurting their reputation, even though it's not that, anger has the power to disintegrate things. It can hurt our lives spiritually. It can damage relationships. And it can completely ruin community. And Jesus shows us that. He shows us that anger can actually impair a person's ability to make wise choices. It can lead to biting and hurtful comments like like raka and fool, which attack a person's intellect and also their heart. And there's nothing unclear about what Jesus says here. In fact, he's so clear that we can't stand in his presence and try to justify our anger and the actions that come from it. And today he pours his heart out to us. And he says, anyone who says you fool is in serious danger of the fires of hell. That means that that when our anger has taken over our hearts, 
We are standing at the edge of the cliff, and the fires of hell are licking at our feet. You see, he doesn't say that we're in hell. He says that we're in danger of hell. And as Christians, that's frightening. Because we're supposed to be living in the kingdom. But I want you to know where this is coming from. I want you to hear and see that this is coming from your Savior who loves you. That this isn't coming from an angry God who is standing in front of us with his finger pointed at us and scolding us. Not at all. Not at all. This is coming from our loving Savior who pours his heart out to us and wants us to live with him in his kingdom. Our Savior who loves us so much that he will not tolerate anger. He loves us so much that he will not stand by and allow another person to hurt you with their words and thoughts. He loves us so much that he explains to us how damaging and destructive anger can be. And like our good shepherd, he absolutely cannot bear the sight of his sheep becoming victims of anger. He knows how dangerous anger in a sinful world can be. So he tells us to be careful to stay away from it. To let it go. And fill that that now empty void with peace. His love for us is so great that he simply can't stand by and let his people be hurt by anger. And his love for us is so wide that he tells us to be on our guard. Because the fire of hell that he mentions is real. And that's not what he has planned for his people. What Jesus has in store for his people is the kingdom. And the kingdom is the complete opposite of the fire of hell. The kingdom is filled with joy, peace, and life everlasting. So, so, so what does this all mean? Like, what does it look like to let go of anger? Well, well, well here's how it looks. It's like a child of God, just like, just like you and me, coming to church on Sunday. And this child of God has an offering that he or she wants to bring to the Lord. But there's just one thing a little off by the whole thing. And it's this, this person has something on their heart, something really tough, and it's causing a relationship to break with someone close to them. And no one else can, in, can see that in church. No one else knows about that. And then something amazing happens. The Holy Spirit does something inside that person's heart, and he moves them to quickly let go of that anger and find that person and talk. Talk about the tension that's going on between them. Talk about their relationship and talk about forgiveness and peace. The Holy Spirit moves that person to be reconciled. And now, where there once was anger, there's peace. So today, I I want us all to do something. I want us all to identify one person that we might have a grudge with. Someone out there hurt you. Maybe it's in this church. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's a friend. And maybe we let it wreck the relationship. Would you call him up this week? 
Does it make sense to do that? Will you consider reconciliation with me this morning? I know that everyone has a different situation. And and I know that some relationships have wounds that hurt more than others because of abuse, adultery, and trauma. But today, I want to focus on what Jesus says about anger. And I want us to ask ourselves this. Will you consider reconciliation today? Will you consider with me today letting go of some of those things that we've been holding on to? Those things that have been keeping us divided. I want to share a story with you. A story about someone who let go. His name is Brant Jean and he's 18 years old. Brant's Older brother Botham was shot and killed in his Texas apartment by a, by a police officer who mistakenly thought she was walking into her own apartment and, and believed that she was being robbed. And what makes Brandt so special is the extraordinary response he gave in court to the police officer who is going to face time in prison now. And this is what he said. I don't want to say it again, how much you've taken from I think you know that. But I want you to know that if you go to God with all the guilt and all the bad things done in the past, because each of us have done some bad things, some things we weren't supposed to do, if you are sorry, I know that I can speak for for myself and say, I forgive you. And I know that God forgives you. And I'm speaking here for myself not even for the rest of my family. I love you just like anyone else. And I personally want the best for you. And I wasn't ever going to say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. And I want you to know Christ. Then Brent did something really special. He asked the judge if he could give the officer a hug. And crying, the judge said yes. Will you consider with me today letting go? You won't be doing it alone. Our God is right there with us. In fact, our God knows exactly what reconciliation looks like. It's the power of the cross. It's Jesus Christ, our Savior, coming into this world and letting everyone know that there is now peace between God and his people through that cross. It's Jesus who is here with us today in his word and in this sacrament is saying, go in peace. Your sins are forgiven and the kingdom is yours. The devil lost. We're not enemies of God anymore. Our relationship was, with God is like, is like the Garden of Eden through our Savior who, who urgently came into this world to reconcile us to God and He quickly rose again to make sure we knew that He lives. And today He gives us the strength to let go. To let go of any anger we're holding on to. And to do that with His help, knowing that, that I'm at peace with God. And the Holy Spirit moves my heart to share that same peace 
with my brothers and sisters. Amen.